What is best practice? Episode 14. I'm cruising in the Caribbean, cruising around, having some fun. Yeah, baby. Welcome back, friends, ziglets, nerds, and geeks alike. It's time for another episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, our goal, our mission, and our promise is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I'm Michael Ziga, also known as Zig in this community, and I'm your host. So this episode, we are recording a tad bit on the early side because I will be with my wife. Julie and I will be on a Caribbean cruise. We go every year. Um, It's something that we we definitely enjoy. So we're doing a carnival cruise. We are leaving out of Florida. We will be gone when when this airs. So the idea is just to get this out there for you uh, so you guys can still have some content to listen to and you're not, you're not missing out on on this content and and on me so we're we're really excited we're packing up the bags trying to get all the last minute things done before we head out on the cruise one thing that that really is important to me about you know we all work in IT we all work in this networking community and, and work with computers every day and the internet and um one of the best benefits for me and I would imagine a good portion of you as well is on a cruise ship you can get disconnected from everything you can there's no cell service you don't have to have your cell phone you don't have to have internet now they do have some packages nowadays where you can get some fashion um, of internet features whatever you're looking to get and pay for that that premium package or whatnot but uh, me personally I like the idea of being fully disconnected for a week no way for people to email me or no way for people to send me a a chat message. You know, we got all these different chat programs now and Slack and River and uh, Cisco Spark and Jabber and Link. And and then you got your phones and you got text messages on your phones. And it's just a a whole bunch of different methods for people to get a hold of you. And I just, I personally really like to disconnect, have some, some time for quality time with with uh, you know your significant other even and, and enjoy the, the time off so i'm looking forward to that um and getting to spend some time with my wife julie we're taking the cruise honestly i just want to be on the cruise ship i don't care about going to the ports don't care about doing the excursions uh, i just want to be able to be on the cruise ship be safe and have a good time right um so that that's what i'm looking forward to today's show is going to be on a topic that that is it's important it's an important topic it really goes into a full circle over what we've been talking about the last few episodes so we're going to recap some of the episodes that we've done in the past the the last two months or so and really kind of recap and show how these all relate to one another or correlate to each other and then as we go through that um we'll get to this episode and and hopefully it'll all all kind of wrap up nicely and into a nice kind of package here right so so if we go back a few episodes we had um episode 11 um and that's uh zigbits.tech slash 11 and this one was called network design but why in this episode we really asked and answered some questions like, why should you care about network design? And then maybe another question, why it's so important for you to make technical decisions to meet the business needs or the 
to meet the business requirements, constraints, and drivers. So that that's that was episode 11. If you haven't listened to it, I'll put the link to it in the show notes, but the link is zigbits.tech slash 11. Um, and I, I definitely advise you guys to listen to it if you haven't. They're, they're relatively short episodes, all of these, so you can kind of just go right through them all. Um, the next one was episode 12. And again, following the, kind of the same thing, this was um, zigbits.tech text slash 12 title is evolving your design mindset and again this one is really why do you need a design mindset that's a question that we asked and answered on that episode Um, we also talked about um, making the, the the tough business design decisions and then also incorporating um, an actual design framework, and we go into what that the frame that design framework should be, and what it should include, and what it shouldn't include. And we go into some in-depth process on that, and then we we follow up that whole episode with a an example utilizing the design framework and, and really a, a four-step process. That's the benefit of that that episode. I think it would be very. Uh, I think it's important for you guys to maybe to if you haven't listened to these to go back through some of these. This was again episode twelve. That's zigbits.tech/twelve, and I'll have the direct link in the show notes as well. The last episode that we did was um, episode thirteen, and that's zigbits.tech/thirteen, and this was on the business benefits and business outcomes. That was the title of the show, and this one. Again, this was our last episode. It aired a, a couple weeks ago. We asked and answered questions like, what do businesses really care about? That, I think that's a really big question to ask and answer and to understand. And then we ask, why should you care about business benefits and business outcomes? Why, as network engineers, as network designers, as architects, do we care about these, these, um, these things, right? This, this, the business side of the house? And we really kind of came up with a a direct correlation in this episode that tied in episode 12 and even episode 11 to an extent together. So we have a a three-step process on how things correlate. So you have the technology benefits and outcomes should directly correlate to your business requirements, constraints, and drivers that are defined and determined in your design framework from episode, episode 12. So that, that's step one. Step two is taking those business requirements, constraints, and drivers and directly correlating them to the business outcomes and the business benefits the company is focusing on and expecting, right? So that's another step that is extremely important. Um, as you can see here, it's kind of like a, a process. We have the technical side. We're relating, relating or correlating the technical side of things to the business requirements and, and constraints and drivers. But then we're going one step forward um, and, and mapping the business requirements, constraints, and drivers to those business outcomes and the business benefits that the that the C-level is expecting, right? The You know, your CEO, COO, CIO, um, that they're expecting and, and, and looking for. And then the follow-on step to this process is just repeated validation of these correlations throughout the life cycle of that project that you're working on. And really being able to make sure that throughout that project, these are being done and these are being validated and, and you're not you're not deviating from any of these. You're making sure that they all correlate and they all go back to the underlying purpose that you're trying to do, which is meet those business benefits and business outcomes. That was episode 13. I know that was kind of long, but it was an important episode. Um, again, episode 13 is zigbits.tech slash 13. And these three episodes really go together. Um, I would, I would, they're kind of like a chain of episodes that you should listen to. They shouldn't take too long. And today's episode is going to kind of follow the same theme. So this, today's episode 
it's going to fit in the same theme that we've been having for the last two months. The title of today's episode, it's it's episode 14. You'll be able to find the show notes at zigbits.tech slash 14. And this is really what is best practice. And we've, we've briefly discussed best practice at a high level, but I said we'd come back to it. We would dedicate an episode on it. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to dedicate today's episode on what is best practice from a networking perspective, from a design perspective. What is best practice, right? So, and I think it's, I think it's valuable for me to go back in my my experience and my career and ask myself the same question here, what is best practice to me, but maybe 10 years ago or, or five years ago versus now, right? So if I had asked myself the same question five or 10 years ago, being fully transparent and fully honest with myself and with each and every one of you, I think that my answer would be, first off, I'm, I would be very young. And I'd be very naive in this field and in this community if you go back 10 years ago. And I, I really think that I would probably say something along the lines that best practice is is the Bible. Um, not to be religious here, but it, it's meaning that it's, it's the only way to do what we're trying to do, no matter what. I could hear myself possibly even saying, um, because it's best practice. Like, that's the reason why we're doing it. it it's – I don't understand – the technical aspect of why we're doing it. I don't understand the implications of why we're doing it or the possible negative implications, not just positive implications. But all I could remember, I could, I could see myself saying because it's best practice and that's, that's the only reason why we're doing it. Right. So very naive in, in my opinion, um, and a very young, um, outlook on best practice. And it's my best practice. What I believe best practices are now is very different than what I believe best practices were 10 years ago and 15 years ago. So it has changed drastically. Now to keep going on this, this historical lesson of me, right? Um, I probably would have filled in some, and I'm doing air quotes on best practice here, um, air quote, best practice variable with, with my own personal biased technology or biased solution or a design that I, I personally like or, or maybe a design that, hey, you know, I'm following um, this validated design guide from this vendor or that vendor, and I really like it, and this is why I'm doing it, right? So I would fill in that that best practice variable with um, whatever at the time was what I thought was the best practice design. So this, and, and as you've probably listened over the, the course of these episodes, you can probably tell that there are things that I am biased towards still today. And one of those is a routed access design with EIGRP as its IGP or OSPF, either one. But I, I, I personally am not a fan of spanning tree. I'm personally not a fan of running a spanning tree um, access layer, a layer two access layer. I would prefer to do a layer three access. Um, and depending on your vendor hardware, sometimes that's more expensive than than um, on other vendor hardware. Um, but but let's let's go back up to to, um, to the point here is that I would pick something that hey I really like this design. Not because it because it fits the the customers or the company I'm working for's business requirements, constraints, or drivers, but because I like it and I think it's best practice, so I'm gonna go and implement it, and not really follow through with understanding what's really going on, right? So, keeping on this this the same thought process, that's me. 
10 years ago. Okay. That that's what I would have done 10 years ago. Very different now, but I, I have to say, I think a lot of us in this field, in this networking field, um, make this same call when it comes to best practice. We don't fully understand the implications of those decisions. Um, Again, I'm I've been guilty of this over the over the, my career, and and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I, you know, we make these calls thinking that best practice is the way that we should do it, without really understanding the implications of best practice, and that that is a a really big and important takeaway for everyone to to take that away and 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 look into themselves, and when they make some decisions, then they they call out, they say, they use the term best practice. Are you really do you really need to, right? That's the first, do you really need to do that? Are you sure that following best practice is the right thing to do for this situation and for this customer? And though, and you know, maybe it's not customer. Remember I'm heavy, heavy on the, the value added reseller side. So let's, let's take it. You're, you're a full-time employee for a, a, a corporate SaaS provider, let's say, or a corporate, some sort of commercial company and you're in the same boat you're designing solutions but they're not they're for the same network and same environment that you work in every day versus like a value-added reseller and the question comes up you're designing a solution and if you start asking you still you start using best practice as the reason why you're doing something i would i would put a question in your head am i actually doing something that is for the business requirements, constraints, and drivers for this specific project? Or am I doing this because maybe I'm biased or maybe because I don't understand something or maybe I'm just taking the easy way out, right? I, this is a, a validated design guide. I'm following through it. It's it's quote, quote, best practice. And, and that is why I'm stuck on that. So I would ask you guys to really think about those questions in your head when those terms come up. So that that's that's me 10 years ago, right? That's me 10, 15 years ago. I'm going to take, and I'll, I'll even throw out the vendor. I would take a Cisco validated design document and I would say, we're going to do this to the T. Not really understanding the outcomes and not really understanding the implications, negative, positive implications, because you can have both. And not really understanding every little technical detail of the design and in understanding my customers or understanding my network that I'm on and and maybe you know those business requirements very well you, you, or it could be very you could be breaking a business requirement again that was me 10 years ago nowadays i've had a what i call a best practice evolution i've changed how i view best practice and now i i tell people every time we talk about best practice that we have to be mindful of these things. So I've used these examples before in, in other podcast episodes. So I'm going to continue to use them here. Let's use a, a, a situation here. So my first, my first comment is going to be a design should always be tied back to the customer's business requirements. And in your case, the customer, the customer might be your development team, your applications team, um, finance, HR, you know, think of it like that. Don't think of it just like from my perspective as a, as a engineer or an architect at a, at a value added reseller, think of it like you are the architect at a company, the network design architect, um, and you are designing solutions for finance and HR, even IT solutions for your IT, because maybe you're not on the same team. You name it, you could be designing a number of solutions for your internal company, and I would treat it like each department's a different customer. So when I say 
customers' business requirements, you you know, you might have different business requirements per department, and you might need to write write them down, track them, and map them back to business outcomes and business benefits that that organization is trying to get to. You know, your your um, VP of finance or your VP of HR might have a different business outcomes that they're looking to get to or business benefits they're looking for. And you need to make sure that you're on the same page with those. And then you can map those to business requirements, constraints, and drivers, which then map to technical outcomes and technical benefits um, from a solution. I digress. So the example that I've used before is why do we enable an OSPF interface as a point-to-point interface? Something very basic, very simple, but why do we do this And why do we call it best practice, right? So first off, and this should be the question that you ask yourself, is there a business requirement for it? Plain out and simple. Probably a better question to ask and answer, is there a business requirement that we are breaking because of this, quote, best practice design decision? It may not be, are we we mapping to a business requirement? It may be, are we breaking another business requirement? Are we actually making the environment and, and not adhering to a business requirement constraint or driver by doing X? And again, I said it at the beginning of this section, it is a simple example. Enabling an OSPF interface as point-to-point interface, probably 9 out of 10 or 99% of the time is not going to break anything. It's not going to break a best practice decision. Or sorry, it's not going to break a business requirement. It's something such a small decision and with a different type of risk ratio that it's it's not a, an issue. But that, that's just to give you the concept. That's why I always go to that that example. So let's, let's use a more complex, more realistic example. What about implementing a sub-second failover versus a less than five-second failover of an IGP? So let's say you have, you know, OSPF, EIGRP, whatever, um, and you know, by default, the sub-second, or the the five-second failover is perfectly fine, or whatever the the defaults are, it's fine. But why would you implement sub-second failover? Again, are we implementing sub-second failover because it's best practice, or are we correlating this choice to a business need? And that's what I'm trying to get at here. We have to correlate the decisions we do. Doesn't matter if someone says they're best practice or not, right? It is situational specific, time specific, and company specific. So there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that should be weighed in when you're making some of these decisions, these design and best practice decisions. Now I have a, a quote. So I have a a quote from a bootcamp book um, preparing for the VCDX panel defense. Um, it's by John Arajid and Ben Lin and Mustafa Khalil. I, I'll put the, the the book, the quote in the show notes. So there's two quotes. The first one, use of best practices may apply for a majority of implementations, but these are not customer specific or applicable in all situations. A qualified design expert knows when to deviate from best practice while providing a justifiable and supportable solution. I'm going to pause. That's the first quote. So the the things on that one, a qualified design expert, that doesn't mean you have to go and be a certified, you know, CCDE, VCDX, um, whatever design certifications that are out there. That doesn't mean you have to hold one of those to be a qualified design expert. 
To be a qualified design expert is you have to be able to do this entire process that I've been talking about for months now, where you're understanding the business benefits and outcomes the business and the business units are looking for. You're able to relay those to business requirements, constraints, and drivers, and then the technical the technical benefits and outcomes that come from that should directly map all the way up that that flow. And if you can do that and you can qualify, I would say that you can effectively design solutions and be able to deviate from best practices as a, as appropriate and as needed. And you'll be able to justify and and create supportable solutions. I, I think that that is the basis of what we're all talking, what, what I'm trying to do here, what we're trying to talk about, what I'm talking to you about. That That's the basis of all of this. So that was the first quote. The second quote is, best practices are a baseline from which we work in the absence of specific requirements that would justify deviation. Knowing why it is a best practice is is important so that you know where to create a new best practice specific to your design and customer. So those two quotes are extremely useful when we're trying to talk about best practices and deviating from best practices. So now, from listening to these quotes, and in my experience, here's my opinion. If there are not any relevant business requirement for a specific design situation, and we are not violating any another business requirement. Again, if there are not any relevant business requirements for what we're trying to do, and we are not violating anything else from a business requirements perspective, then best practice is probably the way to go. But we need to understand, and that's the key, we need to understand the full picture before making these decisions. And if we don't understand the full picture before making these decisions, then we're most likely going to break something. We're most likely going to put either that customer or that department or that, that application or whatever we're working on in a bad situation. We're going to be putting it in a situation of failure versus a situation for success. This really boils down to doing what is right. This is the basis of it all. What is right for the specific situation that you are presented? Now, I've seen a lot of people in this field looking for the one fits all type of answer. So like the, the, this is the one, the one answer that, that works for everything, right? It's the, the solution or the answer that works for everything. But there isn't one. There's nothing that exists today that, that solves everything for every customer, every company, every business requirement, constraint, and driver. There's not one answer. I look at this as the people that are looking for this, they're, they're trying to take the easy way out. They're trying to be lazy. And, and in the end, they're doing a, a disservice to the networks and the customers they are working with. Um, and again, customers being your departments, internal and external. You know, you're if you're doing this, then you are doing a disservice. You really are um, because you're taking the easy way out and you're not really understanding what the requirements are and what you should do from a technology perspective. Corresponding view, let's say, than what we just said. So this was you know, trying to find that one fits all answer solution. The opposite of that is what I do now and what a lot of my colleagues do now. We advise customers that it's okay to break from the traditional best practices that people have said over the years, if it makes sense and, and you have a need to do it from a customer company um, requirements perspective. A lot of this is dictated based on the situation that you're in, the business requirements that you have, the business outcomes that you're trying to meet, 
it really all comes back to that process. As long as we can understand that that flow and that process from what you're doing and what you're possibly, let's say, not adhering to from a best practice perspective, then it doesn't matter if you're following best practices or not. You might be making your new a new best practice. You might be deviating from a best practice because you have no choice. You need to, or else you're going to break something. This is extremely important information, and I, I know it's a different way of thinking of all of this together. Like all of the, all together, this is is a very different way of handling and thinking what we've been thinking about for for years. So if we can just grasp some of this this these examples and, and use them on your day to day your day to day situations that you're in, I think that you will see the benefits um, twofold as you start to to deviate from the traditional way of thinking of best practices to the more modern way of thinking of best practices and actually making decisions on your own versus being blinded by best practices and blinded by validated design documents um, and and actually understanding the technology and and implementing something that fully correlates to your your business's outcomes and benefits that they're looking for. That's best practice in a nutshell. That, that is it right there. So my call to action to you for this episode is going to be take take a mental note when people start throwing out best practice, as, a, as the term best practice, take a mental note and really think from a technology perspective, what are we doing here from that best practice decision? And, and really say, do we need to do best practice? A. B. Are we breaking something? Right, and I'm not saying it's a technology item that we're breaking, but are we breaking a business requirement? That is the key question to ask. If you're breaking breaking a business requirement, then you shouldn't do it first off. And then if you're not meeting a business requirement, why are you even trying to do it in the first place? Right. But like I said, if you're if there's no business requirement that's t- telling you either way to do it or not to do it and you're not breaking the business requirement, then it's probably fine to do the best practice decision for that that case, that you, that situation. But those are the questions, those are the takeaways that you should take from this episode. Um, you should really think about these as, as you're designing solutions, as someone throws in best practice, no matter what the technology is. Someone throws in that's best practice, that's how we do it. Start asking yourself and start researching and validating that, hey, yeah, that's fine. Or, hey, no, we shouldn't do that because of this and make it make sense. And I think you'll be successful and and you'll get a lot of value out of this whole process that we're going through. Hey, Ziglets, that's going to close out this episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast on what is best practice. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit zigbits.tech to join the conversation and access the show notes. Today's show notes are going to be zigbits.tech slash 14. If you liked today's episode, if it inspired you, resonated something within you, or provided a level of real-world context, let us know. You can find us on Twitter and LinkedIn by searching for Zigbits. That's Z-I-G-B-I-T-S. You can also send us an email to feedback at zigbits.tech. Don't forget to join us in two weeks for another episode where we will continue to provide you with real-world context around technology. Bye for now.